That was Jay-Z's encore from the Black Album, which just celebrated 13 years on Monday. I can't believe it's been that long since that album came out. And honestly, Jay has continued to impress us and shape music to what it is today. And I'm just really appreciative of his artwork and what he's given to the culture, period. Um, and it's real funny about that song is that that was the first song that I did my first break to for um, 103.3 WZND. And I worked on that project for about a week. And, like, Sherelle, can, um, she can contest to it. Like, shout-out to Sherelle. Um, she was my TA for that class. So that started, pretty much started the love for radio. Not necessarily the love that I have for radio, but it started me to believe in myself and knowing that I could um, accomplish something such as having this podcast or just being on a radio, period, and what I want to do for the rest of my life. I've been gone from this podcast for a while now. Uh, I took a step back just to, you know, get back in school, get into the swing of things. And at one point, I wasn't going to continue this podcast. But a lot of people were asking, like, oh, Tony, you know, you should you should keep doing it. Like, we like listening to it and stuff. And then the recent loss of um, Brother Snow, um, Brian, but don't call him Brian, but... Uh, Snow really motivated me to get back to my passion and just it made me realize that life is too short and you can't do anything but jump and leap and you have to do what makes you happy. And so that's why um, I decided to revamp this podcast and to bring it back to what I want it to be and what I believe it can be. And then from the hate, the the help from um, Nate and Dorian giving me inspiration from their podcast and just saying, oh, you can do it. Like we look forward to new episodes, like actually building a brand myself like I really appreciate that so I appreciate everyone's comments everyone checking on me just making sure that I'm still following my dreams pretty much and trying to get this podcast to be as successful as it can like it's already had like 500 listens on the iTunes app and I have like over 100 subscribers so it's getting to where I want it to be but I just hope that it, uh, it continues to grow you know and I hope that you guys actually um, listen to it and actually enjoy it as much as I enjoy making it for you so this today's episode is not necessarily I'm not I'm not covering like certain topics necessarily like I don't have an outline it's just going to be me just catching you guys up on a couple of things that's been going on in my life personally and this event that's been happening on campus like the news and like Trump being elected but we'll get to that later but I want to first take it all back cuz I haven't done podcasts since I think the summer I believe with Yizzle uh, we started uh, for the culture, and I haven't done an episode of her yet, but I plan to have her on soon again, and the last time you guys heard from me, probably, if you follow my Twitter, and that's at Teases, T-E, capital Z-U-S-12, um, I was talking about going to the Kanye concert, so I went to the Kanye concert, I believe that was on November 8th, and I went with my, um, my line sister, um, Shawnee, and shout out to Shawnee, love you boo, but we went to the Kanye concert, and that was the Friday, I believe, the Friday before the tailgate for Homecoming Fire issue. So, um, and I can honestly say that was the best concert that I've ever been to in my life. Like, I have seen Beyonce, I have seen Jay-Z, I've seen 
Stevie Wonder. I have seen like I have seen tons, tons, and tons of artists, but I've never seen someone um, deliver a performance like Kanye did that night. Like it was really unreal for me being like a Kanye fanatic. Like I back him. Like you could be talking mad trash about him on the internet. Like I'll back him to the day that I die. But like you really don't. You can't appreciate an artist until you actually like see him and see that person in person. And um, actually experience what they do and, like, be able to feel it, like, in your soul. Like, you know, I don't want to seem, like, creepy or anything, but you, when we were there, like, you can literally feel his presence and feel the music and feel the love that he had for that music. And so the concert was held at the United Center. I went with, um, like I said, I went with Shani, but I also went with um, Brother Dorian. And so that was super lit. So we, like, pre-gamed at Shani's apartment downtown and then just drove over to the concert. And, like, for immediately when you got in, you could just tell it was a Kanye concert. Like, it wasn't, the way it was set up, it was just amazing. Like, he didn't have, like, a stationary stage. Like, his stage moved. And I don't know if some people might be still going. I know his leg of the concert is going to be ending, so I think his last concert is going to be a, um, I think today it was announced that um, he canceled the L.A. show. So he's going to make up for that one. And he's going to donate, like, tickets to, like, people's schools and stuff like that in L.A. So he should have, that should be his last concert. But if you haven't and you have the chance to see it or, I don't know, see him in the future, in the near future, maybe after his next album that's supposed to be coming out um, next, I think it's next June, around June's time next next year. But if you have the chance to see this man, like I definitely recommend you seeing him because when, when I say this man has a stage presence and he just, you can tell he cares about the music. He can, he feeds off the crowd, so he... Like, he tells you, he can tell that you're having a good time, and he would definitely show it throughout his performance. Like, it was amazing, mind-blowing. Like, I lost, I literally lost my voice that whole weekend. Like, I was talking to people at the tailgate the next day, like, I can't talk. But, you know, <laughs> but yeah, so, um, so it was a really dope concert. Like, I would see it, like, if I had the money to fly to L.A. T- tomorrow to see that shit, I would go, like, in a heartbeat, like, no question about it. So, um, yeah, so Kanye was amazing, like I expected. But, yeah, like I was saying, like, I've been to multiple concerts of, like, Stephen Wonder, J. Cole and stuff, but that's, this concert was just totally different. And you could tell he cared about the um, Chicago. But until the end, like, I love Kanye to death, but, like, he was really fool as fuck the way he ended that, um, the end of his concert. Um, he ended the Life, uh, Life of Pablo tour with... Um, Ultra Light Beam, which is a song with him and Chance the Rapper, which everyone loves and everyone knows the words to pretty much. Like, you, you hear it and you just automatically start singing it. Like, motherfuckers wake up to that song. So, yeah. So, he ended with that and when I tell you, my man's just like moved the stage all the way over to left, got off the stage and left. Like, I'm I'm saying like, this nigga didn't say nothing. Like, I love you, Chicago. He didn't say anything. Like, granted, he has, during that time of the concert, he did have a lot of stuff going on in his personal life with Kim um, and everything about the robbery and stuff. But I personally feel, like, just being a fan of his, I feel like he should have connected with the crowd more and maybe said a better goodbye. But like I say, granted, he had stuff going on, so I'm sure he was just doing it to do it just because he didn't want to cancel the show, which I can respect because um, I believe he had a... um, where I don't I can't remember where his concert was. I think that Wednesday he had a concert, um, but he canceled it. But he didn't cancel um, neither one of his Chicago shows. So I can I'm grateful that he didn't cancel it. But I just really wish that he would have 
took more time, you know, just took more time to recognize that he was in his home city. Like, when I went to the um, Coloring Day concert, the festival, Chance, that man is just, like, he is... He is Chicago, and I I don't want to take it away from Kanye that he um that he's not Chicago because he really is. It's just the fact that I don't know. It's just stuff going on in his personal life, like I said, and just him being him being Kanye. I can't even just like just being an asshole. Like he is an asshole, and I like I would never argue with someone and say that he is an asshole, but he, he has the right to be an asshole. But I just really wish that he would have brought it back to Chicago and brought it home and been more. I don't know. I don't even know the words, but he just could have been more of a, let's say, he could have been more of a human to the situation that he was from Chicago, like he's from these streets and he's come to perform in his hometown and saying that this is the first night of his hometown, like, it was a lot of pressure on that man and I just feel like he should have did it and like, I went to the um, Magnificent Coloring Day concert with um, some of my ships and, um, yeah, so my shows, my pops, and all that stuff like that. Like, just Blue and White, period. We were just there deep. Um, and it was a great concert. And Chance, when I tell you Chance pulled out, like, all the shits. All the shits. He pulled out all the rabbits in the hat. All the magic cards. I mean, like, it was just... To be... For that concert to be... I think we was there for 11 hours, I would have to say. To be there for that long and to be, like, fully entertained... For every minute of the concert, literally took so much work, and I applaud him on everything that he did for us that day. And um, he even brought out Kanye, like Kanye West fucking came out. And when I tell y'all that I passed out, and my soul was taken from me, and I don't even care to get that motherfucker back because it was just I was a loss for words. I was crying like out, like people around me were crying. Like you just you felt all the love in the in like in that arena and it was it was kind of ridiculous how many people were there and how many different types of people were there i mean like whites asians everyone black people all getting around singing chance lyrics singing kind of lyrics alicia keys even got up there and did her thing like i wasn't expecting much like i was like the day before the concert i was like oh this bitch like she got a couple of songs that i like but i'm not really gonna enjoy her concert like enjoy enjoy it whatever, I was like, I'll just take a nap to rejuvenate so I can be ready before a chance come out, and the same thing for John Legend, like, John Legend, this is my dude, or whatever, like, he's really cool, I really enjoy his music, but to be in that lineup of people like Young Thug, who, that motherfucker didn't show up, so we're not even gonna give him credit, uh, but Young Thug, um, Tyler, the creator, um, just a whole bunch of different artists, like, hip-hop artists, Lil Uzi, and just, just for her and him to be able to hold their own during that concert was amazing. And I didn't even go to sleep. Like, I was awake the whole time. Like, I was dead, but I was I was awake, and I was actually enjoying the concert. And then finally, Chance came on stage, and it was like a breath of fresh air. Like, it was just amazing. And, like, it made me want to go see, like, his regular lineup, even though, because he would have had more time during his regular lineup for his, um, his actual concert. But the fact that he made it... Uh, a festival was really dope. So hopefully, um, rumor has it that he's going to make that an annual thing every um, every year. So whether I'm living in L.A. by this time next year or uh, Atlanta or in Chicago, I might stay in Chicago, but wherever I'm living, like I'll, I will travel back to see that concert because it was absolutely amazing. Uh, so going back to Homecoming, um, Homecoming ISU was very successful. Um... 
What did I do for homecoming? Okay, so I went to the Kanye concert on Friday, and then Saturday I went to the tailgate, which everyone goes to, which I will encourage that more black students actually attend because people have this, um, people think that the tailgate is only for people who are Greek, which is totally false because there were so many people who are not in those respective organizations out there having a hell of a time. Like, that tailgate is not necessarily just for Greeks to go out there and stroll and shit and do what they do. But it's a time for black students and black alumni to come back to into one area instead of, you know, because usually during homecoming, the parties are broken up. Like, the undergrads have a party, and it's usually, like, the Alphas have a party, or S&M has a party, or College Experience has a uh, party. But that was the one time that everyone could have been in the same space. And I just hate when people, like, bash those certain organizations for having parties on um, the same day and stuff like that but won't come to an event that's all-inclusive where everyone can come. Like, there's no age limit. You don't have to be Greek. You don't have to, like, it doesn't matter who you are. Like, it's free food. Like, the queues are out there grilling chicken and shit, and I was eating their fucking chicken, and the Kappas was out there shimmying, and shout-out to KA for coming back. Like, congratulations on y'all Neos and stuff, and, like, the Delta was out there doing that thing, the Rose was out there doing that thing. We was out there. Blue and White was deep. Like, we had a buffet. Like, people that had to put... No money down. Like, you didn't have to pay for anything. Everything was free. So I just don't understand why the black community was not as present as they should have been. So hopefully when I come back um, in the fall next year, after, when I'm talking alumni, if I come back, it depends if I like y'all, but if I come back um, for homecoming, which I probably should, depending on where, where I'm living next year, um, I just really hope that the black community can come together and be there for a greater purpose just to celebrate scholarship like you're celebrating scholarship you're celebrating that month and a half that you just was just busting your ass in class like come out to the tailgate like just come out and then seeing people like like people who graduate like some of my favorite people that graduate like tony like shout out to my name twin like that was a beautiful sight like alexis she's still down here but she's still a great person and like you you can just it's just love. Like, you just see all these different people who graduated and stuff. And you kick it with them and stuff. Because who knows the next time you're going to see them, honestly. Like, no one comes down to ISU for no bone parties. No one comes down. None of that. Unless someone's, like, having a birthday party with a damn people travel to Chicago for that. So, the only time you see these people are during the summertime and on breaks. So, like, why would you not, you know, why would you not want to kick it with your people and kick them with the black community, period? Like, ISU just has a... It's just a real big problem when it comes to um, um, African-American people supporting each other. And this is a time more now than ever that people need to start supporting each other. So hopefully ISU can get it together. Um, I know you can't, you can only say so much, but you also have to do. So I've been the type of person who's been trying to attend. I've been really busy this semester, but I've been trying to attend people's events and stuff like that, just to get your face out there, like, that's how you make connections, like, who knows, like, Tony, she is going to be a CEO one day, and I might need her one day, like, not necessarily saying that you, you only develop friendships based off need, but, like, Tony can hook me up with a job one day, I can be on the street one day, and I can see Tony, while she's at her office downtown, and I'm homeless on the street, and she can hook me up on the job, so, just make those connections, keep those connections strong, you guys, and just, Keep pushing, just as a black community. So, um, next thing that came up, um, just in the media and everything, is that um, the Cubs won. 
Um, I will not say that I am happy or um, sad. Um, I'm neutral in the situation. Um, I don't really care not to bash any coach fan or anything. I just don't give a fuck because, <laughs> one, I don't like baseball. Like, I just don't. Like, I went to a, a Greek tailgate baseball game over the summer, and I literally had to I had to drink to enjoy it. And I hate having to be in situations where I feel like I have to um, take an alcohol to just enjoy a situation. So, um, I don't know anything about baseball. I'm really ignorant to, towards the topic, so I'm pretty much going to stop talking about that to, so I don't upset anyone. But, yeah, shout out to the Cubs for winning. The Bulls are next. That's what I'm waiting for. Like, I'm a basketball fan. The Bulls are next. So, hopefully, we get our shit together. Wade, a.k.a. Daddy. Like, hopefully, he um he gets together and he can pull the team through or whatever. And y'all can have y'all opinions on that Um, and how you guys think the Bulls are going to do. They've been doing pretty good from what I've been saying. I've been missing, like, almost every damn game. But I pretty much – I subscribe to their, um, their tweets on Twitter. So, I just keep track that way. I'm more of a social media type person. Like, I don't watch TV or anything like that. So – that's really good. So shout out to the Cubs for winning. I heard Wrigley was turning like I would have been. I would have wanted to been. I would have been a bandwagon fan. Like I would have went out and bought a T-shirt or some shit. Like I actually liked them, but I would have been out there. Like if it didn't cost three hundred dollars to get downtown that day, I would have been out there shaking hella ass and been. I would have been out there like for real, for real, like at the bars eating and stuff. So, but yeah, shout out to the Cubs. The next thing that happened that has really affected the ISU community as a whole, of, like, how I feel walking into a classroom, how I feel working with um, students who are not necessarily my color. Um, Trump was recently won the the, um, the FUBU elections. Uh, yeah, FUBU, like the shoes, FUBU election. He just won that. Um, not necessarily saying that Hillary would have been a better candidate. However, um, I would have much rather had her. Than him. I was, I didn't go, I know UPB was holding election viewing party. I didn't go for two reasons. One reason is because I ain't got time for that shit, like, and then two is because I didn't want to put my situ- myself in a situation where I felt like I was going to spaz out or be upset. So I decided, like, Tony, you know, I'm going to be in the comfort of my own home underneath my covers watching this shit. Because I couldn't, I didn't want anyone to see my facial expression, like, when I heard that news. Because something in the back of my mind was going on all day. Like, when I stepped on campus during, on election day, I just felt this really eerie feeling. And when, usually when I have bad feelings, I'm 99.9% right about what's going to happen. And when I first walked on campus, there was a um, a booth, well, a table on the quad. And it was um, for people against Trump or whatever, and they were registering people to vote, which is a beautiful thing. Like, I'm glad, like, I'm grateful you guys were out there or whatever. Like, Hillary did win our, um, win our state, so that's good. So you guys did your part. Like, I applaud you on that. But um, there were other people. I won't even call them people. Objects. It was There were other objects out there protesting against Hillary and for Trump. So um, that gave me a really eerie feeling. And then... Being a communication major and attending all those classes that day, that was literally the first thing that was brought up. Oh, you guys ready for the election? And me, I'm sitting in the front row with my Black Lives Matter 
pen on my line jacket and my Black Lives Matter sticker on my laptop looking at my um, Caucasian professor and he's asking me about the election and I'm and he looks at me just like in any other situation so I wasn't really offended about it when because usually when they talk like any cultural type of um of subject I'm the only black person in my class and I'm, I'm one of the few women in my class and also um a black woman at that so I knew he was gonna look at me for like anything I had to say about it and I just politely said no comment because I didn't want enough I didn't want to give them my energy and I didn't want I didn't I really wasn't in the mood like we all have that time where we just like really not in the mood for bullshit and that was that was my day and I was like I'm not in the mood for this shit because if this shit goes left tonight I'm not I'm not um it's not gonna go well for me and I'm not like, I don't want to say anything now that would jeopardize my uh, A in this class right now. Basically, that's how I felt. So, I just left the subject alone, period. And, um, so, so I had that. I went to class. I went to work. My white colleagues were, they didn't mention it. Like, a lot of shit they don't mention to me because I already know how I'm going to react. So, um, we didn't talk about it much. I talked about it with, um, one of my, um, my white coworkers, like she's real cool. Like she, she's not for that Trump bullshit. Like she knew, she knew what was up. So we had a little conversation in the break room about it, but it was real slight. So I get off of work around nine o'clock. I'm gonna say nine o'clock. Um, I come home. I don't turn the TV on. I put my phone on Do Not Disturb or whatever. Like during work, I just keep putting my phone on Do Not Disturb so I don't get in fucking trouble. And so I came home, cooked dinner. Well, the guy in my bed, comfortable as fuck, the, the heat was on, and I was so happy because First Sight finally got their life and turned my heat on. So I was super happy about that. So I come in, I'm feeling good. I'm just like, you know, this is going to be a good night. I can't find my TV remote. So I'm like, oh, maybe this is God telling me I don't need to watch this bullshit because I can't find my TV remote. And... The way my TV set up, I can't switch the channels from my, like, if anybody knows, I can't switch the channels from the TV. Like, I literally have to have a remote. I still can't find that remote to this day, so I have not been watching TV. Anyway, um, so I get on the Facebook, I, I think it was a Facebook live stream, which is really good, because I, um, I really appreciate how st- social media is st- uh, stepping up when it comes to big things that affect everyone. Like, they still need to get this Black Lives Matter shit together and all this other stuff and the way they portray African Americans in the media. They still need to get that shit together. However, like, I was really appreciative that they had, like, a Facebook Live because there was no way I was going to be able to watch the election. So I had, like, three browsers up. I had Facebook up. I believe I had CNN up and Google. Yeah. So I'm refreshing, refreshing, refreshing. And I'm like, oh, man, this motherfucker about to win. So I'm like, no, no, no. So... I would say at 9, 15, Hillary's up maybe two points or some shit. It was like, it was real, it was really small. Whatever she was up by in uh, electoral college votes. Um, she was up just a little. Like, it was really minimal, minimal. And I'm just like, this man could win this. Like, I've never really thought about the possibility of him actually winning this whole situation. And... I just didn't think America was that fucking stupid. Like, I knew racism. I know racism is alive. Like, I see it every day. I walk through it every day. 
Like, I breathe the air of racism every day I ISU. So, like, I knew, I knew it was a lot. I, I've always known it was a lot, but I just didn't think America was this fucking stupid. Like, these people voted for a man who has a pending slash open rape charge. But first, let's just backtrack of just, like, why? How? No, why? How is it possible for someone to run for president and have an open slash pending rape charge? Like, I just don't understand that. I Like, I just don't understand that. And let this man been black and had a pending rape charge. He wouldn't have made it this far. So I just don't understand. And I just lost a lot of faith in America when I saw those um, those results on oh, my Twitter's going crazy. When I saw those results um, for the election, and so I don't even want to talk about. Well, the the night that night, I when he was elected, and CNN did their dumbass banner like Trump, Donald Trump is the next president of the United States. I broke down in tears, not necessarily because he won, but mostly because. I was right. Like, there are people in this world who are just this stupid. Like, and I was afraid. I was just like, these people, like, these people are really like this. There are people out there who think like him. And he is the most sexist, egotistical asshole I've ever seen. Reality star. He's a reality star. We elected a reality star for our president. Not we. They. They. Like DJ Khaled. They. Elected a reality star. So I was really upset about that. So the next day, luckily I didn't have class because I honestly couldn't deal with it. I didn't want to see any, I didn't want to hear, I didn't want to like a slick of a tongue click that someone had to say some good shit about Trump being elected. I didn't want to hear it. I just didn't want to be in that environment. Like my job called me to ask me to come in and I ignored their shit. I was like, I'm not coming in. Like today was the day I had to take a black person's day because I just couldn't deal with it. I just, I didn't want to deal with it. I wanted to act like it wasn't happening until I um, I was on Twitter and I was watching like my friend Yang Wumi. She started a um, a protest, a protest on the quad. She started with herself and it ended up being over 300 people on the quad. And, um, and I was really proud of that. But it's for some reason I still couldn't get up. Like I still I still couldn't put myself in that situation. To be on the quad, like, I was out there for all the other protests that we had. But for some reason, like, I was just, Tony was just, like, shut down. Like, I just couldn't deal with it. So, after I did some homework and stuff, I just thought to myself, like, man, like, this this is not the, this is not the time to give up on stuff that I believe and what other people believe. And then, like, my friend is out there doing that. Like, she was gone by then, but th- these were my people who were out there and also... People from the um from Pride and everything were out there exercising their right, free speech and stuff. So I was like, these these like they're black people out there. Like I need to get out there and be engaged and show up. Like I've just realized that over the last couple months, like of him campaigning and stuff, it's just this is more if the time wasn't now, like people need to show up. Like tweeting about it. Doing these um, memes. I can be guilty of doing memes on Twitter. Like throwing memes and shit. Everybody was memeing and throwing gifts and shit. During the um, election results. But it's time for us to actually show up. Like this is this shit is not a laughing matter. 
Like, this shit is not funny at this point. Like, I will still retweet these gifts because they're funny. However, I will be engaged and I will show up. I will show up to that meeting that um, the DAO has. I will show up to that meeting that um, Pride puts on. I will show up to that meeting because it's not just, just because I don't identify as... Um, I don't identify as that certain group doesn't mean that I shouldn't show up for them because they show up for us. Like, Pride was out there showing up for us and showing up for themselves, so why can't we do the same? So I just ask everyone to show up and be active in their environment and don't be afraid to shut down these races because don't bite your... Like, you don't have to be aggressive when you um, reply to some ignorant shit that you hear. Like, you can always just be like, oh, that's incorrect. And let me back this up with some facts. Because what I have learned about Trump supporters is that they rely really they rely heavily on the media and um, sources that are not reliable. And um, they don't read. Like, they just don't read. Like, during the Black Lives Matter uh, visual that BSU had, well, shout out to them because that was very powerful. They put up a flag on my campus for about, I think it was a week's time. Um, and we had a ceremony for it. Um... It was really powerful, and but afterwards, there were some um, Trump supporters that were out there, and we took the time to speak with them, like we usually do, and um, we just dropped knowledge on the ass, like, like, Kendall was out there, like, it was everybody, people from BSU was out there, people coming out their damn classes, their night classes, to talk to these motherfuckers, and we was dropping knowledge, and like, and they were just so shocked that we knew about all that, they were just so, they were so shocked, and it was just... It was just crazy that they continued to pull these facts out they ass and try to tell us how we live and say that it's our fault of why systematic oppression exists and stuff like that. So just show up. Like it should have been more people out there that day talking to those Trump supporters. It should be more people at the um student government association um meetings protesting for the rights that we have as students. I don't care if you're graduating in December. You have to show up for the people who are coming in and, tw- and um, who are going to be graduating and coming in next year, um, graduating in 2021, which is crazy. But, yeah, they'll graduate in 2021, so you need to show out for those people. Show out for the people who are no longer here at ISU, who did attend and not necessarily finished, and show out for the people of the future. And show up for the people who are now. Like, show up. Just show up and speak your mind. And don't be afraid to speak your mind. Like, life is too short. Just speak your mind. Period. Just just speak your mind. It doesn't matter what. You can have a million Trump supporters in your face. As long as you feel like you still got your word out, like, it doesn't matter. Just keep showing up, I issue. And with the, the world, the war is not over. <laughs> like, it's not over. It just started. Actually, it started 500 years ago, but we're not even going to get into that. But it's back, like, it will be televised, so just show up, like I said. Um, and speaking of ISU, I just wanted to talk really quick about um, diversity at ISU, and I feel like that ISU, not to bash ISU, well, to bash ISU, because I don't give a fuck about them, but um, I just feel like ISU uses the term diversity too loosely. Like, President D is a great president, like, he... He has um, showed up and showed out. He shows up to the... He might not be there for the whole ceremony, but he he shows up. So I can just respect that from him. But, um, but yeah, diversity is not... I haven't seen it. I've been at ISU for four years, and I 
I see it, but I don't see it. I see it on a poster. I see it on a pamphlet. I see it on a school website. But I don't see it at ISU. And I feel like that needs to... And it really needs to change. And I know I necessarily... I'll be graduating, so I can't necessarily change it. But I feel like there there are people and groups of people on campus who can um, who can change that. So I just give the power that I had, the influence I had on ISU, I give it to you. And pretty much, you spread your wings and you fly, and you try to make this campus a better campus for the next person. I plan on having, when it comes to the podcast, I plan on doing episodes more frequently. Hopefully by the end of the week, I'll have a poll up on the For the Culture Twitter asking you guys, like, what do you guys want to hear from me? And who would you like to hear on the show? Pretty much just like that. I'm working on interview Jeremiah from for the podcast but I'm going through some uh, a couple of legal things that I can't speak on right now <laughs> but uh, hopefully that episode will be out hopefully by Thanksgiving I want to say Thanksgiving if it goes right who knows how ISU so it's set up um so hopefully I can have that out before you guys know it and which was a really dope interview like he's a really cool guy he's really cool yeah, that's all I can say. He's a really cool guy. He cares about the city of Chicago. He plans on doing more for the city, just like Chance. I don't know if he's going to reach that level, but however, he is still a great person. I, I just applaud him on the effort when it comes to that. Um, you guys can follow the podcast page at ForTheCulture underscore. And then you can follow my personal page at TEZUS12. And as always, this is your girl Teasons, and as long as you guys let me, I will continue to do this for the culture.